Shauna's phone. This is Jeff. Jeff, hi. Uh, is Shauna there? No, she's, uh, in the bathroom. Okay, I'll just, I'll call back. No, no, no. She's, you know, sometimes takes a while. I can give her a message. Okay, um, tell her, uh, tell her that, uh, Lottie is no longer in a mental institution. She's actually uh, running a wellness center upstate and Natalie and Misty are there. And actually I'm on my way there right now with Van. Hi Jeff. I just thought she should know. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll, 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 I'll make sure she gets the message. Hi Van. Welcome to Wait, What Just Happened? A Yellow Jackets podcast. I'm Sam. Give me Natalie or I won't call the IRS on what I assume is your routine tax evasion. I'm Allie, and are you even trying to be happy? I'm Abby, and our phones keep us captive to other people's priorities. We have a lot of feelings about this episode, as you all should and do. Um, this is the episode in which Shauna gives birth and... Are not woohoo. Yeah. I mean, okay. I guess. Well, she's not pregnant anymore. Yeah, so that's I'm telling you, it's a big woohoo. Like, who? You're in the wild. Um, and our adult players finally Reunion. enter the same arena. Yes, ma'am. We are excited about this. This episode was written by Karen Joseph Adcock and Amani Rosa, and it was directed by Liz Garpus. I'm very happy that this is like an all female thing going on here we got female writers female directors because this was a very female heavy sensitive episode that needed the female touch so that was really good to see and how did you guys feel about this episode loved it loved it very relieved this wilderness pregnancy is is come to an end you know it was it was emotional though it was like there's a lot going on um but uh I'm okay with the way they did it. I, I'm okay with that. I, I like it. I don't have any problems with it. Personally, I was like shattered by this episode. Yeah. I actually like started bawling at the end. Oh. I had a breakdown. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> She's like straight up. I had a breakdown. Oh, tell us more. I, know. I didn't know we were going there. Well, I, I just felt like the her losing the baby somehow like flipped a switch in me i i never seen it done so traumatically in a movie like that where it's yeah. so emotional the words she was saying mm -hmm. were why don't you hear him crying yeah uh, don't even say those words <laughs> like i i'm at, i feel like i have this like sadness over not having a child and not having a partner that i think it just kind of triggered something for sure i could i could feel that yeah could, yeah so um i needed to listen to um nora jones album <laughs> and cry more after <laughs> not having a child or partner yet thank you thank you sam 
if that's what you want in life, then hey, anything is possible. Anything is possible. Okay. Um, Abby, who are you therapizing today? Or what is the topic of therapy today? Theme of the episode, apart from the childbirth like storyline, I think is kind of how each of the characters' trauma or like what they are bringing from the bringing back from their wilderness from bringing back from the wilderness how it um is causing them to not be able to function in a intimate relationship i i like how it really like shows how much each well i talked about it in the last episode a lot like each of them is really struggling like it's all coming to a head and like this episode it's really like the pimple's about to pop like it's really there i talk about i've mentioned you a couple of times in my notes because you kept saying what's going on is leading them all together their lives are all shitty and falling apart because they're supposed to be mm-hmm. reunited so yeah it's really evident in this episode and it's even brought up by the cast like natalie is that voice yep. for us um jeff 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 was like you need to go first of all you're fucking up everything here to go you need to go so you know it's like even if they didn't want to go or like van she didn't think she was gonna stay she was gonna drop her off mm-hmm. but like was frozen in her tracks when she saw lottie so like you know i really like how they're doing this i'm so excited i'm so excited about the adult storyline like more so than the younger people and before i was i was feeling a lot more interest in what was going on in the wilderness but mm-hmm. now seeing all of these people back together with all of their emotional baggage and these very very complicated relationships i love complicated relationships like that is like my favorite meal so mm-hmm. to see all of this and what like just brought them back together i'm just i'm so excited we start with um the the yellow jackets and their classmates and mm-hmm. sex ed um so we watched heavy spoilers is a youtube channel that talks about the yellow jackets and um they talked about the framing of coach ben and how he was put in front of a skeleton and that could be like foreshadowing that coach ben will soon be a skeleton and it wasn't just like one of those like quick one second shots like yellow jackets likes to do it was like a pan around with a skeleton remaining behind him and i still am very very convinced that coach ben is not gonna die He's going to make it out of the wilderness, but we'll talk about that because I have notes on Ben for later. Um, but yeah, so Misty is like super into it. They're playing the the birthing video on the little rollout TV. <laughs> and um, Misty's like, how much blood is there on average? She's stoked <laughs> about this. Like, you know, you see this and you're like, oh, good. Misty is going to be a good doula. Like, thank God Shauna has Misty. And then, you know, Jeff is passing Shauna a no. And then we see the other um, kids in the class sort of gossiping like, oh, why is Jeff passing Shauna a no? And Shauna being smart and and conniving like she is, like gets up and passes Jeff back the note. And she says, oh, Shauna likes or, or Jackie likes poppies, Jeff. That's her favorite flower. And then we go to uh, the wilderness from there. Yes. And Shauna just is like, please get this out of me. <laughs> and like, there is nothing more like that, that feeling of when like you feel like you're supposed to f- burst and it hurts so bad and you just really want this thing out of you. What hurts more, your stomach or your vag? It's not even like, <laughs> <laughs> okay, the, the, the vag part felt 
numbed up. Like, I that was not that bad. It's at, at the very, okay, there's parts <laughs> where that gets really bad, but that comes way later. Um, during the birth, like, it, you just honestly, if I felt like my hips and like my back, my back and hips were gonna just like explode. Like, it was like something's trying to come out of something that shouldn't. It shouldn't happen. Especially because you're tiny, too. Yeah, I'm also very tiny. And my I had a hard time dilating, and my cervix is very, very small. Both times? And slanted. No, no. The second time, <laughs> you know. Come on. Let's go. Um, it hurt really bad because I, did, I didn't feel my epidural the second time. I don't know. I felt it, but it wore off by the time she came. So um, I felt. No, I mean, you can keep pressing the button, but what happens is, like, there was a spot where I could still feel everything, and it, like, really hurt. It was, like, right on top. Dying. It was, like, where... So, I guess it was my stomach. It's, like, you're contracting, so it's, like, right underneath your belly button. You know, it's, like, it hurts really, really bad. But and then, then... without the epidural, with a bunch of teenagers. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but, um, she did... A really good job at this performance. I feel like. like it was really realistic. I felt she's being heavily praised for this performance. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. It was yeah. done. I feel like you see a lot of tacky birth scenes in, mm-hmm. in shows. Yeah, you know it can go either which way, and they could. You know, I think they did a really, really good job, and they made it really realistic. And I mean, I go into it later in the birth, but like just the look on like the girls' faces, like when the placenta started so coming out. Oh, on Aquila. Well, and Ty. Yeah. Taisa. It was very like, oh, shit. This is really bad. Yeah. You it was, know? It was just and it's, sort of devastating to watch it play out on all of their faces, too. And Yeah, I think they all did a great, great job. You should. We should watch the behind the scenes. It's just three minutes long after this. And they go into that scene and talk about... It makes me emotional. <laughs> they talk about, like the how beautiful uh, Sophie's performance was and how that day was super heavy for all of them and like they had to really heavily rely on each other to like produce that performance. They did a great job. Yeah. The yeah. makeup too, the way that they had her she drenched yeah. and the and the red under her eyes. It was yeah, it was beautifully done. You're going to be crying. <laughs> yeah. Um so <laughs> when when the birth starts getting stressful, Mari goes, "Wilderness." I hope Shauna doesn't die. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking Mari. That girl doesn't have a thought in her head. <laughs> She's just... No, that that was her who said that. I thought she said, she was who said, we should boil the water. Uh, Was that Mari? Yeah. Mari um, probably watches a lot of TV. Isn't that what people do? <laughs> yeah, isn't that what people do? We should boil water or something. And she's not wrong. We need to keep it. And it seemed like, you know, we see Misty start to lose it. She's like having flashbacks of Crystal. But and this is where I'm interested. Like, is this when we slip into the fake... Or is it later when she blacks out that we slip into the fake? Yeah. You know I mean? Like, I'm confused still about when we fully, like... Are in the dream sequence. Mm-hmm. It's got to be... Yeah, because... Heavy spoilers again. They mentioned that when she was um, in labor, somebody gave her tea while she was there. Well, I had, I had that in my notes before we even watched that. I um, didn't notice that the first time, actually. Yeah, they made or it, the second time. <laughs> they, um... Someone brings her tea once and says, here, Sean, here's some tea. But there's another time that they're like, here, drink more. It's just a little bit more. Keep pushing a little bit more. And like they just, you they know. They give her tea multiple times during the labor? Yes. Oh. Yes, yes, yes. And so like, then, and this is when, like the first time is when Ty is just like, here, a little bit more. It's a little bit more pain. And she starts to drink it. But it's also when Misty starts to lose consciousness. And Misty starts kind of hallucinating, having flashbacks and going in and out. So I'm confused if, if 
if we are even maybe going starting in dream sequence even then well, and the ritual never even happened or did it happen you know what i mean like did she hallucinate all of that well misty started freaking out when she got blood on her hands yeah, um, but it was in, it was right before she started everything started going yeah but i think misty i don't think misty what misty is going through is related to what shauna is experiencing i think misty you know she says it to lottie she's like we had a plan we were gonna do this me and crystal we had this you know and then she sees the blood on her hands and she's flashing like you said she's flashing back to crystal and i think it's just too overwhelming for her because she was supposed to be doing this with crystal and now crystal's gone she's gone because of her yeah and shauna doesn't is not looking good i just had notes because it said i put what during this time when missy starts losing it and seeing the crystal flashes ty gives shauna a drink of the tea again and the creepy ass music starts playing and that's when we start to hear whispering voices is all at the same time so i'm not saying misty's related Uh i'm saying it's the same exact time that could be when shauna's hallucinations or whatever is going on with shauna right yeah i'm not saying yeah i'm not gonna connect it but i had like at the same scene you know what Mm -hmm. i mean like that's what i have in my (laughs) (laughs) okay so shit is going wrong uh I'm gonna just, I'm gonna talk about Natalie a little bit. Nat, what Natalie is doing during the birth, um, and then okay. we'll just go through the characters and their of the past, right? Yeah, yeah and okay. their contribution. Um, Natalie was so cute. She, you know, she sees that things are going wrong, so she immediately goes to Ben and she's like, "Ben, we need your help." You know, when Misty quits and walks away, um, and he's like, "Are you sure?" Like he's not. He's so used to being so separate from them that he just he's he's like, "Why would you want me there?" And then he doesn't even do it. Um, and I think that it's interesting to see like how what 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 will come with Ben and Natalie's relationship because it feels like at this point it's done. Like, you know, first Ben saw Natalie being a cannibal and eating Jackie and then Ben couldn't be the adult in this very, very intense, serious situation. So like what relationship can go forward mm-hmm. with them? It feels like it's kind of beyond repair. Um, <laughs> and I like when akila is like it's coming it's coming and natalie just immediately goes and she gets the bassinet like she's gonna like catch it like she's just standing there like okay like this is me helping i have the bassinet <laughs> i thought it was so cute bro and endearing i love natalie so much and she was just holding shauna's hand the whole time and just very emotional and trying to be there as much as she could yeah um it was I was pretty disappointed in Coach Ben, but I also get it that, like, for one, he's a, he's a gay man. So, like, <laughs> who knows how actually familiar with the vagina, vagina he, is. he is. And, um, you know, and he, I like what he said. He's like, I'm so sorry, Shauna. Like, I, I just pressed play on a videotape. Like, I don't think I can help you. You know what I mean? Like, of course, he probably wanted to. But, like, he probably is n- does not know enough at all. Like, he's a soccer coach. <laughs> he probably knows the least about this than and any of them. Yeah. It's, I think it's funny that after he has his, has a, I think it's funny that after he has his, <laughs> <laughs> Lord help. God. Okay. I think it's funny that after he seems like he's going to faint or he, yeah. he realizes he can't do it. He's just like screaming after he sees like the vagina, or it's just funny. You mean when he covers his? Yeah, yeah it's just it's just funny because he's gay. Yeah, I just think it's funny. <laughs> From a gay perspective, I think it's funny. <laughs> well, I think he's trying to do what he can to get back into his like 
fantasy world mm-hmm. that he goes to mm-hmm. when he's like trying to disassociate from I don't know if disassociate is the right word when he's trying to leave and not be in the wilderness yeah. anymore and and it was it was interesting this time because he couldn't fully immerse himself in his fantasy like he the the present of the wilderness was too strong and too forceful for him to like fully disappear like he does when he's just like laying in the back by himself like you know you can hear shauna crying in the background his apartment this time looks like the cabin and um the movies that they're naming are significant too oh see i look at it so differently i feel it's like he's switching timelines like in and out of timelines but yeah, that also makes sense of just like his dream world. But it was also interesting that the antlers were behind him mm-hmm. and like it was snowing and like, yeah, it was like he was having a hard time. What it reminds me of is when, you know, when you're having a dream and you really, really, really like this dream and you're like legit in this place, but you keep getting woken up and you're trying so hard to like get yourself back in that dream. And it's like you're going in and yeah. out and in and out and like you're in your dream, but you can hear your alarm clock. Like, that's exactly what that, like, scene reminded me of. I thought they did it, like, really, really well of just that feeling of trying to go back to a different reality that you're just in. I mean, well, it really could be that. Like, that's the thing. Like, because there is the timeline theory now, I could fully believe that Ben is is, uh, going between timelines, like, somehow. Especially because I truly believe that Ben is not going to die. Like going back to what Heavy mm-hmm. Spoiler said about the skeleton being behind Ben. I don't think he's going to die. I think that there it's a red herring. Um, he. Um, and I watched the trailer for episode seven and they there's a moment that looks like Ben is like going to try to kill himself like Misty. It, so what it looks like to me is Misty is visiting Crystal, probably going to talk to Crystal, tell her what happened with Shauna, you know, have her like moment. And Ben is shaving his face and then he goes to the edge of the thing and Misty's like, Ben, what are you doing? Or Coach Coach Scott, what are you doing? Um, and I think, you know, Misty is going to be there to prevent his suicide, but. I just I don't think Ben is gonna die. I'm convinced he's gonna make it, especially because when Ben refuses to help with Shauna when he says sorry, they cut to Javi. So there's still something going on with Ben and Javi. Like it, it was the only time in the entire episode where they showed Javi was mm-hmm. after Ben got pulled into the birth. Well, I kind of thought it was interesting that really, so it was like Van and Lottie were really not that involved at all, but I think because they also kind of knew, like, their place. Like, Shauna was like, stop, you know what I mean? Like, I don't want to hear all that shit. And Shauna just, or, I mean, uh, Lottie, she looked worried, too. Like, she looked like, okay, this is, doesn't look good, you know? Lottie did her part, you know? So she tried to go help Shauna, and Thaisa thankfully got her away from Shauna because she knows Shauna hates Lottie. And then Lottie went and helped Misty when she couldn't help Shauna. She got Misty back and she said, Misty, yeah. you can do this. Lottie did her part. She um, she said what she needed to say to get Misty back in action and get Misty grounded and focused on the task at hand. And then Misty is cool, calm, Red Cross babysitter training Misty. Um, she also says, you can save our baby. <laughs> to Misty. That's what she says. She tells Misty, you can save our baby. That's mm-hmm. fucking crazy fucking Lottie yeah I feel like Thais is really the most helpful like emotionally for Shauna in this whole like birthing scene Mm -hmm. like she's the 
other parent. Like, you know what I mean? She's the partner in this situation. Like, you know. Taisa was dad here. Yeah. Taisa's the daddy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she stayed by her side. She told her what she needed to hear. She rubbed her head. She gave her her drink, whatever that was. Yeah. <laughs> Good or bad. Well, yeah. that we know now. So I have some things to say <laughs> about Akila and Nugget. Um, <laughs> Akila was an absolute force, a boss, no notes, except um, she needs to make sure she protects Nugget, my love. And I love how she immediately jumps into action when Misty walks away. You can see on her face how terrified she is. Like her eyes get all big and she's just looking at this thing like I have no idea what to do. Except she does have some knowledge because her sister had a baby. And so she said, I think I think she's in active labor now when they're this close together. Like she was using real life skills. I love I love Akila so much. And then Van, like you said, wasn't really doing anything. Van is me. She's just cowering in the corner like, oh, my God. <laughs> also very gay. <laughs> I'm never going to do this. <laughs> I think that she's actually the like most supportive Akilah? Like, midwife. Akila. Yeah. Um, like, yeah, Missy knows more about CPR and like all that stuff. But I think she's actually like what I would call like the head nurse in this situation. Right. Like you have this person who's there. You have your partner who's trying to make you feel calm and like doing the breathing with you, whatever. And that's how you said the situation. But it felt like Akila was more of like the nurse who was like, okay, no, this looks right or this doesn't seem right or whatever, whatever, you know, I think she's close now. I think we need to do this. Yeah, we should do boil some water. We're going to keep things clean. Like she was the one like actually like responding to all those things, like saying stuff. And anything that actually made sense was coming from Akila, I felt. Um, especially when Missy was losing it. But even when she came back, she was still the one to like help through the whole birth. Yeah. Yeah, um, she. No matter how nervous or scared she was, she held it together mm-hmm. for Shauna. Yeah, I and she, she stepped aside real... when Misty came back too. Like she did her part. That's that's what she had like that nurse mentality. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's kind of what giving birth is. Is like you're with a nurse really the whole time, and then the doctor comes in at the, when you start pushing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you're you labor and you learn how to push and you learn how to breathe with the nurse. Yeah, and they get you ready. Something else that happened that I really liked. Just it was just a small detail in in um in sophie's performance as shauna and in the writing um i like how i think it happens when coach ben doesn't come out and he tells her sorry um miss it's shauna didn't even notice that misty freaked out or wasn't there anymore like she like looked up and she's like what where's misty like it was because of akila yeah yeah she was like oh she's getting more towels like don't worry like Mm -hmm. that's a nurse right there your doctor will straight up cut on you in any moment and not tell you shit yeah and, like, your nurse is there to keep you calm. And, okay, no, like, they're, they're coming back. Like, we're going to take care of you. I Like, she was, she's the MVP of the episode, really, I feel. Akila is always yeah. the MVP. Mm-hmm. She's got a nugget in her pocket. <laughs> she's mm-hmm. so cute. She said, nugget, we're going to do this. And it's like, who are you talking to? He's like, I'm praying. <laughs> thought it was interesting that Travis was the one who started the ritual. Mm-hmm. And he was in tears the whole time performing mm-hmm. the ritual. He had tears falling down his face. No lines, but tears. Well, that's what. So that's also why I'm not sure if that was real or not because Travis just didn't like say anything, and he just like intuitively like went to the whatever was this deer? Is that the one that's a deer head? Some type of animal head. Some type of animal head. And um, like right away was just like, this is what we have to do. Everybody <laughs> give something up. Um, 
I thought it was pretty hard to watch for like the whole Shauna one. I was like, oh my god. It just felt really relatable and scary. I don't know. I'm hoping they're going to make it clear in the next episode of where the like dream sequence really, really started. And like, did they really, like, I hope they're going to confirm of like, oh, we even did an offering and it didn't work. Or like, Shauna you know. woke up like three times within the dream sequence. She went to sleep and woke up a couple times. So that yeah, was but, also why I was like, it kept going. So I'm like, this is real. Like, I, I just like. But not in the position she was still in. Like, she went to bed in this like. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, in a different room with the yeah. baby bassinet next to her. Like, that makes like a dream dream. You know? That's what made it feel. Because when they woke up, when she first wakes up, everybody is like standing around her and smiling. And I was like, okay, dream sequence. Baby's dead. But then it kept going. The problem that's presented in the dream makes complete real world sense. You know, it's a real problem she's depleted of nutrients she's starving and it's just in 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 a regular civilized society mothers can struggle to get their baby to latch on or to produce milk like that's a real problem so to see this like you know real thing that Shauna's dealing with after having giving birth and then she is going to sleep a couple times and she is exhausted and in pain so I, I thought it was real and they gave her the room for privacy um it wasn't until Lottie, she woke up and Lottie was trying to feed the baby mm, herself. Yeah, the Rosemary's baby yeah. scene. Uh, I, yeah, I thought it was very Rosemary's baby vibes. And with Lottie trying to feed her and then the then the music and everything, it all really like made the whole, whole vibe. But I thought it was also, I really liked the scene where she's like apologizing to the baby. Like, I'm sorry, I didn't want you. Like, I didn't, you know, I didn't know I was going to want you, but I love you and all this stuff. And that's also very real. Like, we talk about, like, mothers not, like, you know, bonding all the way while when we're pregnant and they get here and you're like, damn, all right, I guess that was all worth it. You know, it's like, it's a lot. And the latching on thing, that's super, super common that nobody ever fucking talks about. And it hurts, like, really, really bad. Can you imagine being starving in the wilderness? I don't know how your body would even make milk that seems like impossible but hey like oh it's just it was a lot it was a lot that all needed to be on screen and i liked it i liked that it was all all of that dark sad stuff even though it was a you know a dream sequence it was still dark and deep and heavy and like all the problems you know yeah i loved it this is my favorite episode of the season really wow wow Abby sobbed. Well, okay, let's not get get there yet. Um, but yeah, like you said, you know, Shauna is cooing to the baby. She's whispering about how much she loves the baby. I can't wait to see who you become. I love you so so much. It's me and you against the world, kid. It's so heartbreaking, and like when you hold it in comparison to the way Shauna regards and treats Callie, and then you know, knowing what happens, like you can see this is where Shauna becomes who she is this is why she is it's not shauna and the baby against the world it's shauna against the world like she shuts everybody out after this she can't love anybody after this and it's heartbreaking it's it's just so upsetting as melanie linsky said it's very upsetting also the creepy music started playing as he latched as the baby latched yeah i, I made notes every time that creepy ass music started playing and it was like you know during the labor and they gave her the drink and she was pushing and all this stuff's happening and then again when 
the baby latched, the music started playing at the very end, and it ended when Lottie was feeding it. A little bit, but it was a little bit different music. But it was still like the same vibe. It was like the creepy music vibe that they were going with. Um, so I don't know what that means. But it was like really, really hard to watch. Also, like so, so beautiful and like needed to be there. I'm very happy with the way they did it all. Yeah. But man, that ending was ooh the pan out with the ooh, with ooh, her looking with her looking. How the dream seemed like days had passed with her and the baby, but then when they woke her up or she woke up, that it seemed like maybe only a day or hours. Yeah, I felt that way too. Like it had been days because I was like, how is this baby still alive? That's when I realized that. So that's what I thought was going to happen because they said like what happened was so upsetting. Like that's what we knew going into the episode. What happens is upsetting. They don't eat the the baby, but it's upsetting. Um, And the baby wasn't latching. Shauna wasn't producing milk. So I thought is there are they going to make it through this whole thing and the baby's just going to starve to death? that's that's what's gonna happen and that's where i thought it was going and that's why i like fully believed that it was real well i i want to know if anybody knows what ty put in shauna's hand during the labor oh it was like this like that's the bone that didn't burn um of jackie not jackie's i can't remember what it's from um but it's like just one of their totems that they've been carrying around okay I knew you would know. I would know i just was like what i actually meant to look that up before we recorded so i could talk about it but um because when they when they got to her like we hear the wilderness and the wilderness hears us nat is crying sees travis crying he like full fledged into the ritual takes thing down like she initiates all that to where shauna's still out of it like you know in and out of it it seems like and they put ties the one who puts it in her hand and that i had to rewind i was like who put it in what? Who, I couldn't tell. I couldn't, like, it was so fast. I couldn't tell, like, Natalie yeah. finally gave up and, like, grabbed something, put it in her hand because she, they just showed her looking at Travis and crying or if it was Ty who put it in her hand. So I had to, like, yeah. rewind it and see. I think Ty Issa was, like, holding off on doing all of that because she knows that Shauna doesn't like it. Yeah. Um, and then it but got then scary. But then she was so scared. Like, you can see her being overcome by emotion. Everyone's performances were just so insanely good. Um, yeah, you see it become too much for Thaisa, and that's when she's like, here. Like, she puts it in Shauna's <laughs> hand. Yeah. yeah. And then, you know, Shauna has this beautiful monologue and this beautiful moment with the baby. And then she wakes up and, or comes to, really, from passing out during the birth. But wait, this... are we not going to talk about the eating scene? Oh, shit. Fuck. Rewind. <laughs> I'm like, wait, because that happens, right? Yeah. yeah. I don't know how much on it. I just was surprised that it happened because you had told me they, they say they for sure don't eat the baby. Yeah. So I was like, oh, well, they're just going to eat the baby. And then you're like, no, they don't. They, the actors said they don't do that. And then we had that scene where it's like almost like they're eating the baby. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. wait, so what's going on? Like, Which I don't is- understand. But then that's when we know it's fake. That's when she starts to wake up. She wakes up like immediately after that. And right. Ben is eating the baby too, which yes. I think is noteworthy. Yes, I wrote that. Um. It's just, I I get that they didn't eat the baby, but they still gave us the feeling of a baby getting eaten. So it's still upsetting because we're still thinking about a baby being eaten. I don't know. I guess, but it's, I don't know. They did it like just on that line, you know? Like it's when you're coming to of, okay, this can't be real right now. Like, you know what I mean? Like you're starting to realize it and they they really take you out. So like, ah, just kidding. We didn't eat the baby. But now my thing is, is the baby's dead, so can't they eat the baby? Like, they should. They should eat the baby now. 
Hmm. Is she going to do the same kind of, have the same kind of grief experience she had with Jackie? I think that would have been so interesting if they did that. I saw somebody else mention that too. Um, But sadly, no. And it would have been so cool. Like somebody else, I think somebody mentioned that what she was doing with the baby then, like holding the baby, trying to feed it, was the same thing that happened with Jackie. Like it was, which is common. Like it's like, it's like what you talk about, a transitional object, but with a real baby instead of a fake baby. Mm Mm-hmm. That happens in, yeah. It's like it happened in the dream. The grief is coming through in the dream. Oh, she does it in the dream. Mm, smart, yes. Um, okay, yeah, so she sees the baby being eaten in the dream. Over the blanket with the symbol on it. Um, I just, yeah, I've had the same notes of like, you know, Ben was part of that. Natalie looked super guilty. Um, it just seemed puzzling and then it just i mean we have a lot of other questions like are they gonna eat the baby are they gonna they better eat the placenta like someone better feed shauna the placenta i swear to god i'm gonna be so mad they don't cook that thing up at least shauna should eat the yes if not everybody everybody should because well we don't know that she ever really made milk you know what i mean like so now we don't know if her milk is ever gonna come in right there's no baby also to cry unless she keeps hearing in her head maybe she will make milk they can milk her I don't think she has any breast milk. I don't think so. I think there's there's no way. I mean, I would go 30 minutes without eating and I would dry up. Like, it's literally (laughs) like a crazy weird thing to be breastfeeding. Yeah, Shauna wakes up right where, you know, she passed out. Like, you can tell that it was just moments after the baby was born or however long. Um, Well, doesn't Ty say you bled out a lot? We thought we lost That's what I was going to say. Yeah. So it seems like it's been maybe, you know, a couple hours then. Yeah. I, I don't I feel like if they had thought she was dead for a couple hours there would have been more action more going on like they they would have taken more action or done something than just leave her on the table for a couple hours like they would have been working on her you know Okay I mean yeah it seemed like they had enough time to like wrap the dead baby in the thing you know what I mean like it was Regar- 30 minutes uh, Yeah I'd say 30 minutes to <laughs> two three hours yeah well regardless oh. regardless of how long she was passed out for she she, she comes to and Thaisa says yeah we thought you were gone um they were so concerned and then they hand her they explain to her what happened and they hand her the bundle that her baby is wrapped up in and Sophie Neely just gives this beautiful heartbreaking performance and that's where the episode ends um and they talk about uh or the the way that this was filmed was very um unique to yellow jackets like shauna was looking directly at the camera and that's like the first sort of third person um or sorry uh fourth wall that's like the first time the fourth wall has ever been broken in yellow jackets and i've seen people talk about it like it was like a play like this was presented as a play especially um since there are so many references in this episode, like the Rosemary's Baby reference, like it's like all of this is like a pop culture performance sort oh, of yeah. moment. Yeah. Okay, so the Sadekis. So the cops in the morning call Shauna to say that the cops want Callie and Shauna to come in. And Jeff like immediately thinks it's about Shauna and Jeff. And he's like, okay, like, you know, we'll do it. And she's like, oh, actually, uh, she met me and Callie. And she's like, Callie, it would have been easier if you would have just fucking slept with him. Like That was 
Oh my god, I was so mad. I should not believe she said that, but I'm also not surprised she said that because it's Jana. But and she's also like not wrong, you know. But still, it was a little much. It was wild. Yeah. Um, they're st- they're still not asking for a fucking lawyer. They go down to the police station. Shauna does not ask for a lawyer, and she lets her minor daughter go in the room alone with a cop. Isn't that illegal? Like, well, not if she's giving permission. Not if she's giving the permission for her to go do that. And they they're admitting that they're lying to the cops as they're walking in the hallway. Yeah. of the office. I'm like, what the fuck is it's going wild. on? It's wild. They're I mean, so bad at lying. It, they're so dumb. Well, Callie, like, Callie, she she put on a performance. She, like, you know, she she pulled out her mom's manipulation style and got herself worked up to the point of crying. And when her first plan didn't work, oh, uh, he slept with me when Kevin countered that. He's like, well, you know, let's see who the jury believes when I describe his weird balls. Like, boom. <laughs> Go, yeah, Callie. That was really good. She's great. Yeah, she was believable, but Shauna was not that's not gonna be enough because it doesn't address like the fact that a man died (laughs) yeah but shauna what she had to say was you know this is like coming right off the heels of what happens with or right before uh it's you know it's it's inner this whole scene is interwoven with shauna's birth um she says i never wanted to be a mom I didn't start out a bad person and you love them despite all that. You're just incredibly bad at it. And we see this so clearly in the way she treats Callie and she's in this marriage because of her guilt about Jackie and she has this kid that she can't love because she never got over the trauma of losing her firstborn. I don't even know if she's ever told anybody outside the wilderness that she had another baby. Right? Like well, this. I mean, her gynecologist had to know when she had Callie. I was going to ask if, if, uh, a doctor could know but that's doctor patient ca- uh confidentiality like mm-hmm. she could you know have the doc have pull the doctor aside and say he doesn't know i don't want him to and like no doctor will ask questions about that um mm-hmm. but like if i don't know if they like what kind of exams they had when they got back from the wilderness and what kind of medical treatment they had right um but it's very possible that you know nobody outside of that group of people knows um and then she has this she goes back in the car with Jeff and has this like rare moment of vulnerability with him when he calls her on her shit. She's got the glove in the gun box. She she told the cops that she slept with Adam, the dead guy. And then he, he fills her in on the call that he got from Thaisa and suggests she goes over there. Um it's just this is like I really liked the Sadeki family in this episode they're annoying as fuck but like I'm finally starting to really like Shauna because I'm trying to see, I'm starting to see Shauna more and she's starting to her walls despite <laughs> her best effort are starting to come down a little bit because this is all a lot for her and now that she's reuniting with everybody we're gonna see even more of that it seems like Callie still really wants her mom's approval because she was almost excited to tell her that she said that that she used her mom's tactic. And I just think that's interesting because the, the cop told her, you don't need to become your mom. Mm-hmm. Um, but she almost still wants to be. Her whole attitude has changed since she started being in on this with in on this, you know, with Shauna, like. Mm-hmm. 
she smiles more. She's more open with them and shares more about her life and what's going on. Like she likes being a part of Shauna's life probably because Shauna's just fucking ignored her and not giving a shit about her this whole time. She says, oh, you should have slept with him. Like it's awful. Yeah, Barbara's the same thing. Like Callie, Callie gets in the car so proud of herself. Like, guess what I did? And she's like, oh shit, what happened? Because she sits everybody's faces. But, you know, they explain mom needs to go away because she's fucking up basically. But she's still getting the truth from them, right? So they're not, like, hiding yeah. things from her or, or like, keeping her in the dark like she's the little kid. She's in it with her parents now. And, like, okay, Shauna's going away, but I bet she's still happy because they told her. Oh, yeah. no, for sure. But And I also think that Jeff is a little bit more. Like, he's just also more realistic. It's like, oh, my God, you involved our daughter. Now she's an accomplice. And now she lied. Like, all this stuff. Like, he's the rational parent always like, what? You are dating a cop? And she's like you should have slept with them, <laughs> you know? So he's like, you know, trying to be reasonable. Um, I just wonder if how much of the wilderness is Callie going to, are they going to ever fill Callie in on? Like, you know, is she ever going to learn about shit? Cause Jeff supposedly read her, all of her diaries. Right. So like, does Jeff know that he, she had a baby? Did she not write about the baby? Just wrote about other stuff. You know what I mean? Like we don't really know. He might know. I don't know. I wonder if they'll tell us. And we have Jeff blasting FTP, fuck the police by NWA in the car. Love Jeff, my guy, no notes. Jeff and his needle drops. He's He is influencing my Spotify right now. <laughs> He's lame. It is lame. Okay. The scenes are very cringe for me. Like, I don't, I'm like, I like the song. Like, the songs are great and everything, but like, oh, Jeff's just- Is it because you're married? What? It's just like dancing. No, he's just yeah. It's like the dancing factor and like the just. It, I don't know. I'm like embarrassed like to watch. It's it. it's supposed to be that though. It's like, supposed to be cringy and embarrassing. Yeah. Let's talk about Lottie. Um, so Lottie runs into Misty after Misty checks herself into the um cult, and. At first, Lottie is, you know, what are you doing here, Misty? And then she gets this headache. I, I don't know. To me, it feels like um, she, her, whoever Lottie is receiving messages from is talking to her, being like, oh, Misty being there is a good thing. Because then she's like, actually, Misty, can you stay a while? So I thought that was an interesting scene between them. Yeah. Um, I thought... It was interesting, though, how kind of she almost like her initial response, the look on her face was like almost like scared or worried or like, what? Like, what are you doing here? You know, and then, yeah, like like you said, it changed when she like held her head. She's like, oh, I hear something. And then. Yeah, it was um, like like a weird message she was receiving. And she's like, Misty's supposed to be there. She talks about it in therapy later. Right. Like um, that was the notes on Lottie. That she like she's actually I didn't realize that she was confused about like I thought she had manipulated all this like she knew like the oh I'm gonna you know give blood to the entity and some like and you know eventually we're gonna I thought she was like aware of everything like the symbols and the you know all this stuff that the that the entity came back with them but she's actually acting surprised in this episode like she's realizing that oh maybe i would never was sick that's actually my fear i never was sick and that there's actually a thing that's connected to all of us that's why we're all fucked up and why it's all bringing us together like she's connecting all the dots now and realizing oh this thing's actually real 
I didn't know that she wasn't aware of that. You know what I mean? Yeah. She, so she goes to see her therapist again and it's much, the scene is much darker. The, the, the clothing choices are a darker color as well. And they don't even actually show the therapists at all this time. Like we barely see the outline of the therapist's hair and yeah, Lottie is talking to her saying how she she doesn't think she was ever sick and it it was always a part of us the power of that place the god of that place which is very interesting word choice to call it a god Mm -hmm. i i found it interesting that she doesn't know that and is only putting together the dots because it means that no one knows then Mm -hmm. what was there so it kind of like brings to the forefront then that like is it supernatural or is it not like no one knows still even in the present timeline if there was a super what that darkness yeah. was because she doesn't have the words yeah. for it the power the god like what's inside us like no one has the words for what it was and wherever Lottie was all that time they had her so convinced that she was sick and she probably was medicated again which I meant to say when we were talking about Shauna when Jeff tells Shauna that everybody is on their way to Lottie's compound. Shauna has the same reaction as as Thaisa and as Misty. What do you mean Lottie is doing this? I thought Lottie was in the nut house. I thought Lottie was barely coherent. So, you know, who knows how long Lottie was in Switzerland institutionalized and when she got out and when she started forming this cult. Because as far as all the other Yellow Jackets know, she was still there. Mm -hmm. Right. Which... Which is why I I think it's like the entity, you know, was so involved that it knew, okay, I have to get Lottie to a place where she can get have everybody together because that like it, it almost knows like what it needs to do to get them all into the same place. Right. And so like all of a sudden she has a whole woohoo like retreat place. Like how did that happen? What was that place? So I'm just interested, like, is there other people aware of this entity that are already like worshiping it right so maybe like the therapist and like whoever the hell got her out of switzerland and got her this situation and like fixed all her tax stuff or whatever like somehow some somebody's helping this all along or the this entity supernatural is the only one responsible for getting this all together like i can't quite tell how they're gonna do it yet right i can't imagine that her parents would help with this Right, because no. they're the ones who put her there. So did her parents die and she <laughs> inherited the money and used that money? Who got her out of there and how did she get the money to do all this? But the symbol I wonder is also if- there. Like the symbol is at her retreat. So I'm just and yeah. on their stuff. So I'm just a little bit confused at how did she not realize that this thing was still with them if you're still using the same goddamn symbol? Like I think she was probably still devoting herself to it, but she yeah who knows is the and the other question is is the therapist real or is that one of her hallucinations oh okay okay i'm gonna guess she's real the therapist and she's part of whatever is going on i don't think the therapist is part of any of this i don't know the therapist is pretty sus because we know from the episode before that her regular therapist that she's been seeing every six months consistently for 25 years is gone without telling her. And now this other therapist shows up who's 
who is encouraging her to follow her visions and believe her mm-hmm. visions. And that's all the all the therapists that are Yellow Jackets fans that were chiming in were saying that that's not the way a therapist would talk. But I don't know. What do you think, Ali, Abby, the therapist? Um, no, I think a psychi- I think a therapist would talk that way if they are out, like. There's lots of therapists who are like kind of like anti psychiatry, or who are anti. Okay, we need to provide everyone with a diagnosis, um, and med and push meds. So I think there are plenty of therapists out there who would who would actually think of someone's visions as being able as maybe being positive or being able to provide them with messages that are um, moving them in a positive direction and not just trying to get rid of someone's hallucinations. But I don't think that Lottie's visions are moving her in a positive direction. I think they're dangerous. No, I think they are they're moving her in a positive direction. Why? Because the the visions are telling her. I'm trying to remember what they she said in the last. I mean, right now they're telling her that everyone needs to get together. So that's that's positive. Um, and every everyone and they're all and she's also realizing that she's not really sick. So she's learning the truth. The visions are telling her like the truth. Mm. I don't. Do you think there's something dangerous about them? I don't I think that the things that they do in the name of this god are bad. They they say that themselves. The things we did out there, the people mm. the you know, the, Natalie says it in this in this episode mm. to Lisa. She says um she said we saw yeah, she said we saw and did so much fucked up shit out there and she says we don't think we des-, she says I don't think we deserve to survive. Mm-hmm. And they brought that back with them, and it's why Travis is dead. Yeah, but I think all of the things they do are for this god. But I think the visions are not. I think it's like the god is or the entity is causing them to do those negative things, and her vision is just showing her, like that they need to do it or they will die. Like you know what I mean? I see what you're saying. Like Lottie still has powers regardless because like wasn't that even hinted in the first uh mm-hmm. series right from like, the beginning yeah right so she's probably just a gifted child who has been medicated which is very 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 common like the same shit happened to me because that's what we think like we hear voices in our heads and then you tell a doctor that and they're like okay well you need meds um even though like you may just be gifted and like your intuition is super strong yeah. or like you can hear dead people or like whatever Especially when you're still an adolescent. Um, and so I give you're saying, like, maybe Lottie, the visions aren't, the visions aren't the bad part. It's the entity that's yeah. the bad part. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. But that's why I'm suspicious of the therapist who is not her original therapist, who is replacing her original therapist and encouraging her to chase after the visions that are related to this entity. I don't, I also don't think that Lottie's gifts are bad I think the way that her gifts are being manipulated are bad and dangerous I feel like it's not being manipulated though not manipulated but there's darkness in it so once like because we're talking like you know intuition powers here supernatural stuff like connecting with the other side 
it all can be good. It, it is all good if you, all your intentions are good. Mm-hmm. But once like you start messing in darker stuff and especially like sacrificing ritualist, ritualistic type stuff with dark entities, then it's a lot more like latch. Like you owe this, we owe that. Like it gets really messy and they have a lot of control over you in different other ways too because they can like get get in you. So we have these conversations that happen between Natalie and Lisa. Uh, When we first see adult Natalie in this episode, she's firing shots at cans and she's not a good shot anymore. She's not getting anywhere close to the cans. (laughs) She's firing holes in the pile of kayaks that she has. Hmm. Um, And Lisa comes out to talk to her and comfort her. And Natalie tries to push her away. You know, I'm not good. I'm poison. You shouldn't try to be my friend. And that's when she says you know, what happened to Travis is my fault. Lisa says, there was nothing you could have said to Travis. It was something that was already in him. And um, this relationship that's forming between Lisa and Natalie has me very concerned for Lisa because they're making us really like Lisa and they're they're, uh, giving them this very close, lovely, forgiving relationship that's teaching Natalie a lot of things about how to love and accept herself and forgive herself. Um, You know, later, Lisa brings her the fish and says that Natalie needs something innocent to take care of. And that Nat says she doesn't, Nat tells Lisa that she doesn't deserve Lisa's friendship because she hurts people. And Lisa says that she forgave her because suffering is inevitable and we can only get and, and only by meeting it with compassion can we truly begin to grow. And that seems to really strike a chord with Natalie and she you know later then she takes the fish and she like she's gonna kill the fish but she can't do it because Natalie's such a softy she's so inherently good and she puts the she puts Gilly the 13th back in the water and then beats him I thought she killed him I just no she puts him back and then feeds him um I got that wrong then she's just I just love Natalie. She's lovely. Um, but I'm very concerned for Lisa. I don't think Lisa's getting out of this season alive. Oh. Mm, oh, okay. Um, I just, for Natalie, I had just, like, it's really, she's really going through it again. Like, we see her going through it, but, like, in a different, like, more vulnerable situation this time versus, like, being hard and black. She remember, like, last time she was all in black and pissed off and angry and, like, wanted to revenge, like, the kid, you know, whatever happened to Travis. And this time she's like in very warm clothes and soft clothes and she's feeling like it's her fault and she's doing a lot of self-reflecting. But at the same time, they're all the all the adult thems, you know, like I said, the the pimples about to pop. Like it's coming to a head big time. It's boiling over. You know, I think they all can just feel like this cusp that's about to go. So the other uh interactions that natalie has in this relationship in this the other interactions that natalie has in this episode are with misty misty is over there talking to everyone at the lunch tables about how cool and talented natalie always was and how she's such a cool dresser and then you know she waves natalie over and the others go away and we just see it in in natalie's body language in her face she's just so sad and dejected she's just so beat down Mm -hmm. and misty asks nat how she is saying this place must be good for you and that immediately changes the subject and and tries to do girl talk with with Misty. She says, "Oh, what happened to that guy you were with?" And she gives her like a cute little like 
smile, like, you know, feigning interest in her, which would normally work with Misty. But because Walter gets under Misty's skin, Misty doesn't want to talk about that. And so they're both deflecting, but also connecting in ways that mm-hmm. we haven't really seen with them yet. And and Natalie looks at Misty when she, after she rejects the conversation about Misty, and she sees, you know, she sees Misty in that scene too. And she says, we're all like this. And mm-hmm. she acknowledges that they're all broken and they all can't have these relationships with each other. So while I do think that Natalie is really going through it I think she actually is finally healing and finally acknowledging and accepting all of the hurt and all of her brokenness in a way that really could heal her and like Misty says this place is good for you and she does by the end of it she's wearing the purple clothes she's got purple Birkenstocks on and a flowy dress and Mm -hmm. she's so happy to see everyone she's just so vulnerable and open and yeah and it's uh, I just want to hug her. <laughs> yeah. And I actually think in that moment, I don't even think she was feigning interest in Misty. I think she really, was deflecting. I felt like she want, but yeah. I think she wanted to talk to her. I ho- I mean, it would be great if she did. <laughs> I think she's really changing yeah. too. Okay. So we have Van and Thaisa. Thaisa uh, – wakes up in the morning and she's like, oh, why didn't you wake me up? And um, Van is is very prickly with her. Thais asks her about the past due bills that she has in the trash and Van tells her to you know, mind her own business. Van has a lollipop that she is, you know, licking, sucking on. And I wonder if it's um, like a cannabis lollipop or morphine for pain management because they keep showing us that Van's not well. Um, so I'm wondering, you know, if we're going to find out that Van is sick. She's the one who's sick because the, in the trailer for next week, they show Van and Taisa about to <gasps> kiss. So, <laughs> so I'm really worried that they're going to get close and and towards some sort of reconciliation. And we're going to find out that Van is terminally ill or something awful, you know, uh-huh. and, and we won't get that. And we see in this episode how light and happy Thaisa is with Van and how her whole demeanor changes. You know, she's kind of dressing like Van because she's wearing her clothes. Um, so we'll see. And once Thaisa um gets Thaisa gets the call from Misty. And um at first Thaisa's like, oh I don't have time for you right now, Misty. But then Misty Tells her to get her butt there and Ty sort of starts to put the pieces together because she's like, oh, this is what Dark Ty was talking about when she said we're not supposed to be here. And um, and that's <laughs> that's what what gets them going on the way to the commune and in the car van is tight in the car. Taisa is thanking van for the ride um, and Van's like, oh, well, you didn't really give me a choice. There's no bus and hitchhiking is its own horror genre. I just, I love Van. And um, then they have this conversation about Van and how she's really doing. You know, she doesn't have a love life. She's evasive and she doesn't really give much away other than that she's getting her needs met, to which Ty replies, ew. And, <laughs> and, and something else that leads me to believe that Van is sick is she says, trust me, it's better this way. Because why get into a relationship when you're just going to die? She She's obviously going through her own rough patch. And then you're sleepwalking, you know, 
multi-personality ex-girlfriend's gonna show up and she's kind of like, <laughs> dude like i have my own shit and then don't come asking about bills and stuff but i did love their like chemistry by the end of this and really what shook me a lot at the end is her face at when they're all reunited at the very end um of well i guess not very end because it ends with the birth but or they're whatever but when they're all re- reunited and she's planning to leave like just drop tie off but she's like shook to her core when she sees lottie mm-hmm. and like can't even speak and they are like man man you know and she's like just <gasps> like so i don't know what's going gonna go on there i'm just really interested because I, I couldn't tell what van was feeling there like it looked like fear so when Misty calls Taisa, I thought it was super funny. And she's like, you need to get, you know, you need to get your butt down here. Like, Lottie has this cult, but, like, the food's awesome. And the BO factor is surprisingly low. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just, like, I love yeah. that. That Like, that whole conversation was great. I, I actually really loved that conversation because Misty is, they're just all so mean to Misty. Like, Taisa answers the phone. She's like, I don't have time for you right now. What? And Misty's like, she presses on. She's not bothered. She's like, I got to tell you something. Like, I'm just going to keep talking. You can be a bitch to me, whatever. I'm going to keep talking. Like, she's so unbothered by them not wanting her there. So we have Misty is enjoying the attention from her close relationship with Natalie and Lottie. Um, when she empties out her pockets, <laughs> when she checks herself in, she's got her fentanyl and a needle, brass knuckles, binoculars, I think it was, honey, uh, a diner jam that she probably stole from when she and Walter ate together. That's very grandma of her. Um, some jewelry, lotion, a toothbrush. Wow. Love that for Misty. That's really all we get. And then, yeah, just finally, we can, before before you go, Abby, we can just like dive into the reunion scene a little bit more really quick. Um, Van, when Ty's getting out of the car, when she's about to like you know drop her off or get out with her she says oh watch out for the black and white nikes and she makes multiple references to drinking the Mm kool-aid um shauna is hauling ass in her minivan to get there (laughs) and i love that like van was ready to leave but then she sees that and then but then ty's like oh that was shauna and then van's like okay and she follows in and that's when she decides to stay yeah and then you can see the way they all regard Lottie, Van's emotion is whatever it is. Ty's like, do to do because Ty's just got a big smile slapped on her face this whole time, which is so not Ty. She even smiles when she hugs Misty. Um, Shauna is still full of hate for Lottie. She crosses her arms just like young Shauna does every time she looks at Lottie. Um, and Natalie, yeah, Natalie's all full purple person. And I loved it. And I can't wait. And I'm so scared. Na 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 therapy with Abby. So, like I was saying, the theme of this episode um, is how uh, what each character has brought back with them from the wilderness um, has impacted their ability to form intimate relationships as adults. Um, so, this is the first episode where it really hits me that none of the adult characters are, are able to function in a relationship. Like, they're all very lonely, even if they're in one. Um, and, uh, Natalie says it really well during the conversation where she's questioning, uh, questioning Misty about Walter and then Misty avoids responding. And so she says, we're all like this, aren't we? 
So that's where I got that, the idea to talk about this. Um, so I'll go through each of the characters as adults um, and talk about what they're bringing from the wilderness, at least from what we've seen so far, um, what their current relationship, like how they are functioning in relationships now, and what is shifting in them, because there is something shifting in each person in this episode, because I think it's very pivotal. So Natalie, as an adult, doesn't think she's able to care for another living being, and also sounds somewhat suicidal, I think, in this episode, due to the guilt she's experiencing about Travis's death, um, which is probably compounded by feelings of guilt about her father's own death, hence the killing of a fish. Um, although we are starting to see more vulnerability with her in this episode, specifically in her relationship with Lisa. Lisa, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Shauna, as an adult, is incredibly selfish and damaging to be around. Uh, we learned that she married Jeff out of guilt and never wanted Callie, although I do believe she does have love for them. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing what she will gain from being with the other Yellow Jackets. She needs some significant event to propel her forward. Thaisa, as an adult, is power-hungry, avoidant, and um, dangerous, really. But this is my favorite episode for Thaisa yet. She really seems to open up in Van's presence. I That's, felt like it was a whole new Thaisa. Like, yeah, that was like one of the things I said when I was watching it is that Thaisa is, she just, a, there's a bounce in her step. Like she's so happy. She smiles when she hugs Misty. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's amazing to see her like that. Yeah. Like when she was talking to Jeff on the phone was when I felt like she was a different Thaisa. She was so playful and she was looking at Van the whole time and like they were like, like sorting it out just you know the way you you talk with somebody when you're really close with them and you know them really well you like use each other to say the word i don't know it's just beautiful it, I, I agree it was kind of funny because she's like well you know what i think you deserve to know and just tells him everything like we're going to this place and lottie's out and da, 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 da. yeah and i'm I like dang it. and so i kind of like how it was easily just wrapped all up into one you mm-hmm. know got them all back together uh-huh like she's not secretive for once in that moment um so lottie as an adult is simultaneously helping people and deceiving people um and we know from this episode that she has deceived her own self um there's no like evidence that she's in any kind of like relationship with anybody like close relationship um and part of like the ethos of her cult is like she's disconnecting people from their loved ones um so I feel like Lottie's mental health in this episode is not so good, but she's also experiencing a breakthrough in which she isn't doubting herself and her visions for the first time when she's saying, I worried that, um, I'm worried that they were, that I haven't been ill this whole time. So I think there's a huge shift happening with her. Um, Misty, an adult, wait, Misty as an adult is also avoidant, has trouble believing people actually like her. She's probably still guilt-ridden over Crystal. Maybe she thinks she will hurt the next person she loves, too, Walter. In this episode, people are showing that they care about her because they keep asking her about Walter and are kind of playful with her. So I I think this experience will be good for her, this cult. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So Van, as an adult, is 
is like basically replacing love for casual sex. I feel like I still don't understand her completely since she's so new. Um, but it seems like she's gone through a lot of grief from losing Thaisa and also her mom? Question mark? Um, Thaisa's presence seems to be causing some internal shift, even though she is distrusting of it. Um, she lets her back into her life, even though it's a risk. Um, she seems to be moved by the presence of Lottie, which you were mentioning, and decides to stay. Um, so we have all the yellow jackets together, and I think some huge psychological shifts are about to happen for everyone. What was your favorite part of the episode? Ooh. Mm. That's so hard because you have such a deep, dark stuff going on. And then also, like, this happy reunion we've been waiting two seasons for. Mm-hmm. So, like, my I'm, I'm going to give two. Can I give two? Like, my happy one and then, like, my really heart-wrenching one. But it was still, I guess, happy. I don't know. Yeah. Um, the reunion, I think, was just, like, I've been waiting for this. Everyone's faces, everyone's reactions. Like, I'm just living for that. But I also really enjoyed Shauna's, like, apology scene to her baby, which, yeah, you know, in the in the dream sequence baby, I guess I should say. Um, it was just something you don't always see. You see a lot of moms talking to the newer babies or – apologizing in certain ways but there was certain wording and I can't even really pinpoint what exactly it was but it was just really true to that like that feeling of when you maybe didn't bond during your pregnancy you know and just having to apologize (laughs) to that thing that was just inside you that you thought you didn't want you know she can't how could she have bonded you know yeah. being pregnant out there when your best friend, it's just there's just but so it, many factors that but like the other ladies the other girls bonded like that's the whole thing is i think it was it was a hard situation but it she could have she could it could have gone either way like it wouldn't have been impossible for her to bond she could have hyperfixated on her baby mm-hmm. and only cared about that you know what i mean which is like the other route that a lot of pregnant women go so it was just nice to see like you know that rawness i guess and the way they did all of that i um i think they did a great job well that's it um it's gonna be a ride from here on out thanks Mm -hmm. for listening along yellow jacket buzz buzz we'll see you next week